Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, February 22nd. This is episode number 237. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Going great, Rod. Can't complain at all. Um, yeah, I mean, a little rain today. Did you guys hit 60 up there recently? Pretty close. It's been nice. Yeah, this has yeah. been the winter that wasn't. Uh, it, it works for me. Definitely works <laughs> right. for me. Yeah, uh, we'll take it. Just trying to make it to spring um, yep. without using that 20, snow 26 shovel. days, I think I saw earlier. Nice. Yeah, nice. 26 like days it. till spring. I like it. So we're uh, we're going to talk a little Browns. Uh, it's the offseason, but there is always Browns football to talk about. And to help us do that tonight, for the first time, first time appearance, Jeff, is the Brownie Elf. Hey, Elf, how, how are things going? Hey, Rod. Hey, Jeff. Everything is going good. You can call me Mike or the Brownie Elf. Either one is good. Okay, and everybody can follow you at the Brownie Elf One on Twitter. So if they're not following you and and um, your content and um, interacting with you, um, they should be um, giving you a follow, checking that out. Definitely. I'm a morning tweet guy. Good morning, morning to my Cleveland Browns family. It's kind of it's kind of nice. my thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to wake up to. Um, I, I enjoy the good mornings too. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So, so yeah, just kind of touching base with people. So, so yeah, so um, so it's uh, it, it's good to have you. I know you've been on some other podcasts. Um, got a uh, got a a, a great uh, vote of confidence from uh, from Roger over at Dog Chug. Um, he's pretty excited to to hear you on, on the show. So. Um, so, Roger, uh, Andy, all those guys, those are great guys, man. The yeah. Martin Brown show also, another group of great people. I, th- I think we've had I think we've had all those guys on at some point. So Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, those are the those are the those are the cool kids, you know what I mean? They're the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, those are the They're cool the kids. They're the cool kids, yeah. I mean, that, those, those guys got to come on first, you know. Yeah, we've had fun <laughs> talking to all those guys. So uh So yeah, so we're uh we're going to get into some Browns uh Browns football, but before we do that, we ha- we have our Blitz Beverages segment, and we're going to do a little bit different tonight. Um, going to go to Jeff and see if he's got anything he wants to talk about. Uh, no, just the usual tonight. Little <laughs> little just, flavored water. I just thought I'd throw you a curveball, Jeff. So, All right. yeah. Anyways, no, nothing 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 new here. Yeah. So, guys, I'm I'm a. Uh, I'm going the sentimental route tonight. Um, I heard that uh, um, Arche Brewery is closing. Um, unfortunately, I know they they tried hard to raise some money and stay open, but they're closing both locations. Was it Jeff March fifth? Third, I think. Third, uh, I think. I don't know. March third. It's, it's coming up. So. Um, yeah, beginning of March. So another, yeah, just another week or so. Um, they're closing. So. So I'm drinking one of the few Arche beers I have I have left in the fridge. Um, I'll be honest, guys. I'm I'm probably going to make a run out this uh, this weekend and see what I can find in some stores around here, because <laughs> um, I'm assuming I don't know. I'm assuming you're not going to be able to find us anymore. And they've got some right, got some great beers. So 
I'm drinking a, a candy cane milk stout, which um, Oreo pie pastry milk stout. So not something I would probably normally drink right now, but it's honestly, it, it was the weakest Arche beer I could find in the fridge. <laughs> um, it's an 8% and it's a 16 ounce can. The only other thing I have left is three cans of the Supreme Commander. And that's a 15% beer that I, I have to split one of those cans with somebody because it's just mm. too strong. It's really, it's most beers that are uh, that high of an alcohol percentage are so strong that, you know, and, and you can taste it. Yeah. Um, that beer actually tastes good, but I'm not going to drink a 16 ounce beer with 15%, um, right. especially not while I'm recording what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> So, well, anyways, uh, uh, cheer, cheers not, to our shake, guys. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Cheers to them. Now, I won't be uh, hitting you guys up with a drink, but uh, what I will cheers to is this banana uh, animal mints that uh, I'm about to take a puff off of, which I have my medical. This is completely medicinal, but uh, cheers in another way. <laughs> cheers. Awesome. Yeah, so, I actually hit that too. <laughs> that, yeah, wasn't, so, that wasn't me being symbolic. I actually hit it. Yeah, awesome. All right. So, so Mike, that's that's a uh, that's a first for the show. Um, yeah. So you're a pioneer. All right. Um, so it's nice be first at something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, is there anything anything you want to add add to uh, add to that? Yeah, um, to to be serious with the uh, for a second, I know uh, a lot of people like to to joke about uh, marijuana, but medical marijuana, cannabis, uh, it has saves li- it saves lives. It it helps people. Um, it's not a joke. It's uh, to be all serious. You know, it can be leisure and it can help people to to sit back and relax and enjoy an evening or something. But uh, it most definitely is medication and it saves lives. So yep. That's my little plug. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Um, yeah. I know some other people that uh, um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a ton about it, but I know people that people that do it in other ways than that too. So, um, for medical purposes. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it is, it's, it's changed. It's changed some people's lives. It's once the taboo is gone from it, which is slowly being shipped away, it'll be, uh, it won't even be talked about that way anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Okay. Well, uh, I know there are some people out there that want to hear about the, uh, the history and the journey of the fandom of, of the Brownie elf. So, uh, so I'm going to turn it over to you and, and, um, we're going to let you share whatever you would like to share as a first time guest on the Browns Blitz. Well, as any other kid in Northeastern Ohio, it was, you know, it was family. It was my uncle watching the Browns and, um, it was those late 70s, early 80s. 
is when it really uh, is is when I really started paying attention, you know, and I, I started watching and I, you know, and it really started to matter. And then and then the heartbreaks happened, you know, because of the 80s. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And then you think, well, of course, we'll get we'll get back to that, you know, because those teams were that good. You know, and we were competing. And then once we got into the 90s, I mean, we all know what happened. He stole it, you know. They went to Baltimore, and and that was that. And since then, you know, I'm just, I'm like everybody else. I'm holding on. I'm waiting for the the championship. I'm waiting for the, the parade, you know. I'm patiently waiting for it. It's going to happen, you know. Yeah. But now I'm bit. My wife and I, we've been, we've been gone from northeastern Ohio a little over 15 years. So I have to travel up for games. It makes it a little bit harder because I'm not there as much as I'd like to be. But, you know, I still get up there as much as possible. This is Dog Pound South down here. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do that cold no more. Yeah. Yeah. So so where you where you live now, Mike? I'm in Florida. In Florida. Well, yeah. Oh. My wife and I are uh in that uh that big bend panhandle area, you know. We've been down here okay. a long time. Yeah, well that is south. That is dog pound south, so most definitely. Yeah. Well yeah, that's that's uh I mean, that's a pretty good choice when you don't like the cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, you go up there, you see a little bit of family, you you know, you catch a game and you hug everyone. And, man, I really missed you guys. And then come about the second day of cold as hell and the wind <laughs> cutting you to the bone. Yeah, it's ready to go back to the house. I'm ready to go back home. I'm good, you know. Down here yeah. I have I have about two months of what I call winter. And that is, you know, um, where I may have to wear pants. There's a possibility <laughs> I'll have to put pants on. But for 10 months out the year, I know I'm in shorts and Jerusalem cruisers and things are looking good. And I don't have to worry about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Plus, plus we, we um, you know, us people in Ohio needed some of you guys to move away so that we can have days on the sixties right. during the winter. Yep. You know, and you guys need vacation spots. Like you we know, do you guys got friends down here. You know, you don't have to stay up there. That's right. That's right. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some of us are just so used to being here that we just stay here almost all the time. Right, Jeff. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes there is no getting out. I, I understand. It's like a, it's like a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's no getting out. Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah, you're you're having grandkids, and you're like, yeah, okay. So, anyways, um, yeah, let's uh let's look at uh, Brown's news, and I'll be honest with you guys, there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. So if you got, if there's anything I missed, anything you can think of, especially something we didn't already talk about last week, Jeff. Yeah. Um, let me know, but Not I really. mean, I mean the the only 
the main thing people are talking about right now is is Nick Chubb and contract and what's going to happen with him and right. and and all that. And it it's um, I mean it it really does sound like the Browns are going to probably rework the contract. So uh, I I I now I posted this the other day. I the, I now the only thing I said about that is that they got to be careful with him. I, I think. I think they'll have to be careful with him more so than with Jarvis or some of these other guys. You know, Nick is probably going to be a Hall of Famer, you know, and he has probably been about the most perfect of, I mean, they he's the poster child for the NFL, you know, of the perfect player. Yeah. Help men, be quiet, no trouble, put your head down, team first, all of that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I just said they're just going to have to be careful. Like you said, I, a restructure or something that they'll have to they'll just have to do it gently. Yeah. And, and I assume the team has, you know, a lot of insight on how his recovery is going and everything, you know, more than more than we do. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I've i been optimistic from the time the injury happened, you know, that he was going to come back because he's Nick Chubb. You know, he is. Superman or Batman or whoever you want to call him. Um, yes. You know, and he's done it before. And if I had to pick one person out to recover from an injury or a, or a knee or a leg injury, it would be Nick Chubb, you know, above and beyond anybody else in the world. I And, and you know what? And this were those were my, I said almost that exact thing. I mean, if there was one person just because the way he came back from the first one in college, if anyone mm-hmm. ever goes back and looks at that and see what happened to him, I, I, now, a lot of people, this is how he got down to the second round. I, I mean, he's yeah. he was uh, he was the best running back on that Georgia team, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's still. I mean, he's. Uh, He's still he's only 20. He'll be 28. He's 28, something like that. I, he's not. I, I look at his carries like the way Stefanski's used him since he was drafted, like the oh, yeah. the 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 splits, the way him and Kareem Hunt played. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm wrong. I guess maybe one of um these guys know that know the exact PFF numbers could tell me. You know, I'm wrong or something, but I, I don't believe his usage has been the same as many other backs his age that's been in the league as long. That's right. And Stefanski's been very intentional. And yeah, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but offhand, it, it feels like he's um, I, I don't think he's ever been much above that that 300 carry mark. Um, no, and yeah, I think I think guys start to wear down when they're, you know, that 350, 400 carry a season and you start putting those back to back and guys just start. Um, mm-hmm. They start aging very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You you can. I, and I don't know, like sometimes I I felt like. Uh, because some people were saying how Kareem Hunt slowed down. And I, I don't, but I don't think Kareem's was age. I don't think that was, I think that was, they talked about his commitment, you know, and other stuff that he was into the previous year before, you know, uh, before he come back this year. 
So I think some of that was um, that might have been off the field for him because mm-hmm. I don't think he uh, I don't think he had he's had the injury or the carries that should have made him that slow that fat. You know what I mean? It just right. his drop off. So his drop off seemed faster, like it was something uh, else than injury is all I'm getting at. I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah. how many seasons did he have in Kansas City? Was he there um, two? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think he even had, uh, he doesn't have more than two seasons. I I know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So he had two seasons where he had probably had a lot of carries. And then, you know, his his, uh, loads were pretty low since then. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like he's, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, he's pretty close in age to Nick, isn't he? I I, I want, I, I, I want to say they're like right around the same age. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah. Um, Jeff, we haven't gotten your thoughts on Nick Chubb yet, which is something we do almost every week. So, <laughs> <What would you? laughs> yeah. it wouldn't be a Browns podcast without talking about Nick Chubb every week. Right. Um, yeah, I, you know, my opinion hasn't changed. Um, and, and I don't really think the, the, the situation has changed um, at all, really, either. The, you know, the Browns were going to have to deal with Nick Chubb's contract this off season, no matter what, whether he got injured or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, the injury certainly um, puts another question mark into the negotiation process. But as far as, you know, what the team was going to have to do going forward, I don't think it really changed anything. I think they were going to have to extend or, or do something with his contract um, anyway, this year, because the cap hit was getting really high this year for, you know, what teams can typically allocate to the running back position. And that's no different than what they've done with some of the other uh, high paid players on the roster. So, yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the idea probably now is, is that you, you build a few more incentives into his deal than, yeah. than if you know he had been completely healthy this year and and had put another twelve you know hundred yard season on the books, he would have been in a, a stronger negotiating position to get more guaranteed money. Um, yeah. But as far yeah. as you know, the two sides sitting down and hammering something out, um, it was going to happen anyway. So I think what happens is is the Browns probably put together a more incentive laden contract that, you know, he has time to get healthy um, and, you know, produce as the season wears on and, you know, prove that he's the Nick Chubb of old. And then that locks in some future money, you know, and um, I don't, I don't think the Browns, you know, intentionally are thinking about, you know, well, where can we go find somebody to replace Nick Chubb? Because I don't think he can do that. And, you know, whether he is the Nick Chubb of, of, you know, two seasons ago or, you know, a 75% version of that, um, he's still probably going to be the best running back that we're going to be able to add to this roster this season. And that so, is what, and that is what, <laughs> that is what I said a few days ago. 75% mm-hmm. of Nicholas Jamal Chubb is a top 10 running back in the NFL. Yeah. Now, I, now you tell me, <clears throat> who else are you going to run out and go grab? If you're going to, if you tell me Saquon Barkley, no, he's going to want, he's going to want dollars. Now, 
he's had the injuries too. He's had, and and he you can see how he has progressively gotten worse. You know, since his mm-hmm. injury, not yeah. you know not improved. Um, Austin Eckler had a horrible year. Like for someone who had all the, you know, all the who you would have thought had all the leverage in the world. You know, mm-hmm. look at the yeah. look at the season that he ended up having. So yeah. now, how is that going to play out? You know what I mean? I, so, I think you're right too. And like, who who else are you going to get for like the? Because if they restructure it and if they make it to where it's, you know, like you said, it's. I mean that that's going to be team friendly. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to have to be because if he was to go anywhere else, he would be fortunate to get a contract. You know what I mean? Coming yeah. with that kind of uncertainty. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and like Jess said, the, the injury gives the Browns more leverage in the negotiations. So um, Yeah. I just I unfortunately just hope they for do Nick, it but, right. Yeah. yeah. I just hope they I, do it gently. I guess I don't know. What I think I'm they'll take here. care of them still. I um, don't want it to um I don't want it to smell bad in the locker room, is my right. concern. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That that is I because see I think people thought because when I I did a post the other day I think they thought that I was coming off uh, differently than I was like I meant something else I didn't mean that Andrew Berry had to be careful for the fan base we'll get over it we got over yeah. Bernie you know what I'm yeah. saying like we get well, I mean, some we get over it. we don't get well we may still <laughs> complain but you know what I mean we we're don't still get, fans yeah. yes we're fans I was my concern the locker room how the other Mm -hmm. guys because these other guys these younger guys too that are coming up that we may want to take um a little bit of a kinder deal more of a team friendly deal some of these people that have are buying into this culture change that has absolutely been happening before our eyes if you if you burn batman you know what i mean that's going to have an effect. So they can't, they got to yeah. do it right. Yeah, I, I agree right. 100%. I mean, culture, yeah, it's, it's almost like, I mean, Nick Chubb is, is personified the, is, the culture. Yes, this is so, what yeah. I mean. We have had, we have had a real change, a change that you can see. And some of that was uh, Jim Schwartz. That's because some of Jim Schwartz has rubbed off on Stefanski because you can see even Kevin is animated on the sidelines now. He's just not stone faced. You know, there's a real culture move here. And 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 like Batman is the guy. So you have to do him. Maybe, you know, two years from now, it doesn't matter who the running back is and how they handle it. But this has been a. This has been a gentle shift, you know what I mean, in the right direction. At least, right. at least to me, as someone who's been a fan forty some years, at least to me, it looks that way. Yeah, it, no, I, it I feels that way. I agree. Um, it, the, this is something we said we weren't really going to talk about. But you you brought up Austin Eckler, and I mean, he's. He's he's been outstanding aside from last season, and yep. I'll be honest, I I I did I haven't looked at his stats for last season, but I know what was happening with him. 
and and the uh, the Chargers were giving the ball to other guys. Um, you know, maybe that's part 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 of it was his performance. Maybe part of it was um, it was maybe some incentives he had, and it was injury. It was a little bit of an injury. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was I both. just. I'll be honest. If he's a guy who's available and and trying to get a contract somewhere to to bounce back, he is a guy that I would definitely look at. <laughs> you know. Oh my goodness, yes. And can a you He's a three downer. He's a oh, three yeah. downer. He can. He can. He could be. I'm, without trying to sound ignorant in this day and age, he could be a thousand yard receiving back type guy. Yeah, that, that you could. I mean, that you could <clears throat> primarily use him as a receiver almost all game long. He is exceptional yeah, out good. of the backfield. Yeah, he's a, yes, it's funny. He's he's, uh, he's also a year older than Nick Chubb. Isn't that something? Is he? Yeah. So he, he so he wouldn't be the future. No, no, he <laughs> wouldn't. He's two. You're looking at two years, and see, for me, I'm looking at two. I look at for honest to God, I think. Two years. If Nick gets yeah. okay, you Nick comes back, right? I, I would give him I would give him a half a year to get his self right. Mm-hmm. And then I'd give him about two once he was right, I'd give him about two years. And I think that's when you would have to say, okay, he's gonna be on the downward end and you you know, you need to look at the Next guy, which not that I dislike Ford, but Ford is not the replacement for Nick Chubb. Right. Not to say that he's not good or isn't, you know, a a quality back or something, but he's not, he's not Nick, you know, and there, I don't, I mean, hell, I don't know if we'll ever find a Nick again. You know what I mean? It's, he's one of those guys that you don't, don't come around much. But yeah, Eckler would be a nice guy to have healthy. Yeah, he would be nice coming out the backfield. Yeah, so so he's 28, and he and he he goes last season. He drops from all these seasons where he's averaged like you know four and a half yards a carry or over almost. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a career average of probably 4.5, and then last year he averages 3.5, which kind of reminds me of of what happened to to Kareem. You know, this was in 22, right? This is a line thing. This is an injury and this is a line. This is a Chargers. He got injured. It's the Chargers. It's their line. You know what I mean? That's not, I do not believe that represents last year what Austin Eckler is. I don't either. But the thing is, if people, if teams are looking at the stats and he's available, maybe they'll see that huge drop. And oh, yeah. Maybe he's going to take a hit. Yeah, maybe he'll take enough of a hit that um, that he'll be available. So I, I can dream, you know. You I'd know like what? I, there is, you know what, Andrew Barry, I mean, the way Jimmy Haslam has, uh, what, what they've allowed uh, Andrew Barry to do is they pay all this money up front. Everyone mm-hmm. keeps talking about how the Browns are in this cap vice <laughs> cap nightmare. That I love reading bull, these articles. Yeah. Crap. I love reading those articles. Jimmy Haslam cash is king and he is paying these guys. They yeah. are they are they are they are spending the money. So that's how the Browns have money. There'll be another complaint this year. We'll see 
Um, it'll be all over X. People will be complaining about how the Browns are able to sign this X person or re-sign these X people, and that's because of Deshaun's contract, which will not be the highest contract of the year. It's it's already probably tenth. Yeah, with other QB contracts, but yeah. people will be complaining, and it's because Jimmy Haslam pays cash. They right. turn it to bonuses; he pays it. This yeah. is how we're doing it. <laughs> Jimmy's yeah. paying it. He's the, paying the salary it. cap is indeed a mess. I mean, <laughs> they can they can work around it. So, yeah. especially when you got all those guys who can figure out how to do it, and you got the cash to do it. So, yeah, so there's also not, there's there's not a bottomless pit of money either. Um, no, and you have to you have to think about if you know if if you bring in Austin Eckler, where are you not spending that eight million dollars? Oh yeah, if he comes in, there is a now that's now I agree a hundred percent. There is a okay now. Austin gets eight. We got to take eight from someplace else. There is, is that coming from yeah. Zadarius Smith? So well, now, sure, now you, yeah. You know, now, now no, you can't it, go sign him. Right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't sign Austin Eckler at any amount of money. You know, it would have to be. Right. It would have. To, we would kind of have to lock into getting a good deal on him. Right. That's where yeah, leverage but, comes in. Right. Yeah. Where where a guy's yeah. you know he's sitting out there and no one's made him an offer that he likes and eventually his number starts to come down. Right. Yeah, his number um, comes down a little. He says, "Man, I go to Cleveland and maybe win there because yeah, the Chargers are never going to win anything." That's what's so so fun about this time of year is that you know there's there's so many different avenues that the teams can use to build a roster. You know, the, the and, and it doesn't all happen in a short time period. It takes months to fill all these spots. You know, and sometimes yeah. you're into the season before you're filling some of these things that you've been looking for. Right, so. Um, yeah, it, to sit here today and think about, you know, yeah, we can kind of dream about what player we'd like to see where, but, um, <laughs> ultimately, you know, yeah, you do have to pay for all of this too. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, unless you yeah, want I your mean, jerseys to cost 500 bucks a piece, you know, you, right. they, they, there does have to be a limit. Yeah. Because I mean, if we're being honest, I mean. Once they tag Chris Jones, he'll cost about $32 million, $34 million, something like that. I mean, they may let him go, you know? So, I yeah. mean, if we're going to yeah. play Madden, hell, let's get Chris Jones. You know what right. I mean? That's the, sure. I mean, if that's, sure. What, if that's what we're talking, yeah. you know? But, I, yeah, I mean, so, <clears throat> these yeah, guys, I mean, realistic, you know, realistic uh, free agents, you know, stuff. But I do. I, I love free agency, too. This day, free agency, NFL drafting, trades. This is my man. This is, you know, this, this is where <laughs> this is where I live. This is my bag. You know, I, yeah. I love this time of year. And honestly, that that's the only other thing I had noted as far as news is is the, the trade rumors, and I can't take any of these seriously. It's literally just people, and I don't even know if it's people. Sometimes I read some of these national articles and i think some of them are written by ai or something because this article <laughs> i looked at today said three something like three dream free agents for the browns and and it had um uh, now i don't think they were suggesting all three i think they were suggesting potentially one and, and it started off with Devonte adams or, or maybe it was maybe it was trade targets um Devontae adams um uh 
Nick Bosa, and um, and then an- another wide receiver. Can't remember who it was, but um, Mike. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine the Browns taking on the salary of any of those guys. They honestly. are desperate. Someone is desperate for uh, a click on that article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, well, they got a click just so I could yeah. kind of laugh and see who wrote well, the thing. I mean, well, you know what I mean? That's And that's what ha- I because you know what? I fall into the same trap. Okay, what idiot did this? You know what yeah. I mean? And that's where yeah. I click. <laughs> like, come on now. I'm glad you it's know? not anybody I know. That's you all know, I could say. <clears throat> And I and I get and I get it because it is the off season, you know. Well, yeah. here's here. I mean, we can be realistic with the Browns when it comes to a few things: <coughs> our defensive tackle situation and our defensive end situation. We have literally, we have rebuilt that line, and when we rebuilt that, the only constant we got was Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so you he is paired with Miles, and then we rented a defensive end and a defensive tackle rotation. Yep, and correct. we have and and lo and behold, we stumbled across the best defense in the National Football League last year. Now that started at the line of scrimmage. You gotta I think you gotta bring back Hurst and you gotta try to bring back Shelby Harris too. I, I think you will almost have to and those aren't going to be huge expensive. Shelby Harris ain't going to cost probably but two or three million dollars at his age. Now, Hurst yeah. will cost a little bit of something like he's. But again, see, he was on a prove. He was trying to do a prove it as it was because of his injury concerns. And he did. I mean, he had a and great 10 Harris. games. Yeah. But that's he didn't make it. He didn't make it uh, the season. He didn't even make it, you know. Yeah. So you wonder what kind of. Right, so he's also get, could be probably got at at a decent at a decent yeah. price. Now, so to me, I think without you know playing Madden, being serious, our I think we go there. That those are our first couple ones. You know, I I'd be good with Zadarius coming back too because of how he you know he's got a high motor. He's going back. He, uh, he's got a good run uh, grade, but there I'm, there might be some better out there. Like that's what I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit hopeful for. That's my little bit of. Yeah. My Madden we'll see, we'll see thing. My Madden thing would be uh, Queen. To be honest with you, if we could, uh, if we could get him to pair with JOK, that would be my. That would be like a. My Madden free agent. For the for the off season, Queen and JLK. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. interesting. Definitely. Yeah. With the back end that we have, we got the. I mean, the, we have the. I, I think if we don't have the number one, we have the number two best defensive backfield in football. Yeah, and you're uh, you're you're giving me a great segue here into the uh, into the uh, position breakdowns because. We're going to talk about the DBs, and that's kind of where we left off the last show. Um, we covered most of the defense, but we did not get through the defensive backs. And uh, all we're really doing here, uh, Mike, is just kind of giving our impressions of of the play of these guys. So we're not we're not doing a lot of grades or anything. Just kind of going through um, 
Or we do we do it, Jeff. Kind of pass, fail, incomplete. But I don't even know if we got yeah. that with a lot of guys. We're just kind of talking about them. So, um, and it's not necessarily every single player, um, but I think I have most everybody who played significant time mm-hmm. written down. So, so yeah. in uh, in no apparent order, because um, some of these guys are real easy, and some of them take a little bit more, uh, you know, more talking about. Um, MJ Emerson, he's a pretty easy one. We'll we'll talk about him first. So uh, so Jeff, let's let's get your thoughts on uh, on Emerson. Well, I mean, he he had a, an outstanding rookie year, and I think he came back to the field a little bit, um, you know, this past season. Um, I, you know what? For for what we have invested in draft capital, um, he has been. Um, a stellar player. Um, and I, I think we're, as, as Mike said earlier, we, we have the luxury of having a great defensive backfield. Um, what that's going to allow us to do is probably shuffle the deck a little bit back there because, because Martin Emerson has played so well. And I think that's something that really nobody expected when he was drafted. So um, he has far exceeded expectations for me in, the, in his first two years in the league. And nobody knew who he was or why the hell we were drafting him when he was drafted. Right. So, which is just hilarious, but yeah. Yeah. So, so Mike, um, let's, let's get your thoughts on uh, Martin Emerson. I think when he was drafted, the night he was drafted, I said, uh, who, who, who again? Why, why are we uh, dropping we another said, cornerback? What? Didn't, we all had we all had this list of like three guys we thought were going to get taken, and he wasn't anywhere near the list. Right. That guy doesn't play wide receiver, and yeah. I remember strictly uh, that we needed a wide receiver. Everyone said we needed a wide receiver. <laughs> this is not a wide receiver. That's right. what I remember. And then <clears throat> I started looking at his length. And said, "Well, hey, now, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. This guy, he's, he's, he's big." And then we watched him his rookie year, and yeah, he could be the real deal. And then what he showed this year, uh, man, <clears throat> I don't know how as Browns fans we can't be th- like this is the one thing uh, two year uh, two years ago. Um, I said this when we had, when, uh, when Newsom was playing opposite ward, I said, you know, <clears throat> I said, we got a chance for this to end up being, you know, the anchor of our defense. And for mm-hmm. that to be the anchor of your defense, your defensive backfield, that is a rare thing in football, you know, that, yeah. <clears throat> that you can shut down the passing game. This is a passing league. You know, right. and he did. He showed enough this year that I mean, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, Emerson Island. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get crazy, you know, and, and and compare him to, you know, someone that great. But he's going to be really, really good. I think. Uh, I think he had a couple of games where he got humbled a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he got burned, but. The way these guys play, man, that's going to happen. You know, you're. I mean, when it's just, when it's just you and him, it's 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 going to happen. But yeah, we're. He's in good shape. We're in good shape. 
Yeah, I mean, he had he had a couple of games where he just looked like, uh, again, I don't want to get carried away, but he looked like, you know, one of the best <laughs> best defensive players yeah, on the field, did. if not the best, you know, out <clears throat> there. Right, too. and you have to be careful because he is only in his second year. You don't want to start sounding you know, crazy. Cause you know, those type of fit, you know what I mean? Every, yeah, you, you just see the, you see the potential and, yeah. and you're just looking for, you know, the overall consistency to continue to develop. When you see his backpedal, right. When he's in, when he's down and he starts to backpedal and you look at his arm drop, like he, his spread, man, he is, he is long. He is, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Like I, he, uh, he had a great game in San, the the San Francisco game. You know, like he he killed Brock Purdy. You know what I'm saying? Like he he yeah. <laughs> he ruined Brock's day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I think we agree uh, on uh, Martin Emerson. So uh, <laughs> let, let's just uh, let's talk. Uh, Let's talk about Mike Ford, and he he's mostly a special teams guy. Um, I really don't want to grade him on his play as a corner because that's really not why he's on the team. Um, just kind of wanted to get your thoughts as to how you know how important he he is, um, you know, to the team. And and um, I, I mean, he's a special teams guy. It's probably hard to pick him out all the time, but I mean, he makes plays on special teams or he wouldn't be out there, right? So, so, uh, so, Mike, why don't you go first on Mike Ford? Just um, with see, I, 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 this is the way I kind of feel about it. <clears throat> Last year, the the main person who was standing out to me um, was strong. There towards the end of the year, the a lot of the plays that I saw, you know. So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. not gonna lie. And I think Ford is is fine for what he does, you know, because like mm-hmm. you said, I don't want to grade him on being a corner. And I I don't remember enough of the plays to say that. Like he was all that in a bag of chips at his special teams, to be honest with you, because it's not. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't see him that way, not to say right. that he's his play wasn't good. I just did not see him that way. Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I think he was the the number one on the field cheerleader. Um, you know, the the game. If you watch the, the special teams plays and, and you know the game that we were at, I was kind of watching him a little bit on the um, kick returns and stuff. He's always, you know. The, f- the first guy into the end zone whipping up the fans. Um, so he's he's a, a sort of a, you know, a, a get people pumped up kind of a player. Yeah, um, every team so kind of needs that. Yeah, I think that's kind of <clears throat> what I'm getting at is he kind, of, he kind of brought that element, you know, to the special uh-huh. teams, um, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's a, a level of accountability, I guess, to, you know, hey, come on, let's – it's go out and get excited about playing special teams or, you know, we've talked about in the past, this team really didn't have guys that, that relished <clears throat> playing on special teams. You know, they kind of got yeah. relegated to playing special teams. You know, there were draft picks. There were guys who were, you know, they're playing special teams maybe for the first time in their career. 
Um, so to have guys like this, that, that Matthew Adams, Mike Ford, that are you know career special teams players and are really proud of their efforts that they put into special teams is, I think, an invaluable piece for, for Bubba Ventrone uh, to be able to put together successful units, right? So that, I think that's the plus side. I mean, the, the downside with him is that he's really a liability um, with the defensive unit. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's your number players, five or six okay, corner, but, yeah. But yeah. and I was yeah. just going to say, I, the, I, if it's Bubba who wants him, because of, I mean, we we all saw the the difference in special teams this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coaching yeah, matters. Sure. So if if Bubba wants him back, then that tells me that that man is is needed. Right. He's right. And I think we we talked about you know that that Bubba was going to have a say in those last few roster spots you know that the, how can i get better performance out of special teams well <clears throat> this is it you got to have these kinds of players right and i think that what's going to boil down to you know whether he comes back or not is if they can justify his contribution on special teams by really digesting you know what he did on special teams versus the liability of having him out there and taking a spot as your you know fifth cornerback because in the you know the, the sample size that, that we had of him on the field as a as a cornerback it was was not special. It's true, and and you know that there's going to be well, yeah, I haven't studied the draft lately, like you probably have, Jeff, but you know there's going to be a corner available in you know in the sixth round. Oh, the, yeah, the Browns are going to draft. They're going to draft you know, another cornerback. I guarantee you, they, they've yeah, done it yeah. every year. So. Yeah, regardless of what round it is, I mean, right. I'm just saying they they can draft a corner anywhere and come in. Yep. Andrew and, and Barry, play corner. They are defensive back. This is you know how every <clears throat> I feel like every GM has a a thing. I think I think I think Andrew Barry's thing is DBs. You know, like they, you have some GMs that are really good at picking some types of play. You know what I mean? Some yeah, positions, certain types. And I think Andrew, I think DBs, I think Andrew Barry has a thing. He can, he sees what's a lot of them don't see. I don't, I don't think people had Martin Emerson, you know, two years ago like that. No, I, just it, I don't, I don't believe it's, that. It's good to be good at the thing you'd like to do. Yeah, right. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh so let let's talk about Cam Mitchell. I I I don't have snap count up this week like I did last week. I mean he, he played. Um mm-hmm. he's hurt know, a little bit. Rookie season. He played some. Um I mean I I, I think he did I think he did pretty well. What? Um I mean I mean you're you're looking at him as a rookie. You're not expecting him to play as well as Right. <laughs> you know the three starters right so um you guys have thoughts on him and how he did I this have, season <clears throat> i have i have the i have the rookie well he's a rookie you know like you're going to see the bright spot i mean at least we saw i saw some bright spots yeah with him playing you know that okay i can see why they grabbed him you mm-hmm. know what i mean like I, I i get it i see it you know so yeah, I think you know the bar being set by by MJ Emerson uh, is a little unfair to Cam Mitchell. Um, yeah. You know, the, 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 and the other thing, you know, the, the double edged sword is that um, 
our our starters were remarkably healthy this season. Um, yeah, I, I usually, almost wish you wouldn't have said that. Out I know. Loud. I'm I'm, I'm over almost, here knocking on wood right now. But you know, the, and that's that's a great thing. We had um, one freaking position that was healthy this season. Yeah, right. And then right. he's going to put the voodoo on it. Put the right whammy there. on it. <laughs> right. But 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 the downside <laughs> is is that you know that that Cam Mitchell didn't get to play a whole hell of a lot. Like, yeah. And Jamerson did the year before, you know, so, right. uh, and, and he missed a couple of games to injury and stuff. So you really don't know what you have in him yet. I think, um, and I also think he's being groomed for a different role. You know, he, he's really sitting behind Greg Newsom at slot. I was going to say, I think yeah, that is, think. I think, cause we ain't said Greg's name yet. Cause I have a, I have a, I have an opinion about Greg. He's yeah, coming up. i do i i i think i think that that that's mitchell is greg's replacement Mm -hmm. okay i I do i i think that that is i mean we are i it is it would be it would it's almost odd to have that many starting because Greg Newsom is a starting uh, DB, any almost on any team in football. You know, mm-hmm. like he can go out there and guard your one or your two, probably on most teams. You know, he he would he would probably fit in about twenty teams. You know, I'd say he's Start. a solid number two, Mike. Yeah, I'm not convinced oh. that he's a number one. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I mean, I saw some situations where he had to fill in for Denzel. And, and a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a solid number two. I think it kind of depended on the week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and who he's playing, right? Who's yeah. up against, he's who's up up against again. a taller guy, a bigger guy. Um, yeah. He didn't look so good sometimes. Right. Right. True. And so, I mean, okay. So at least they, he's at least, he's at least guarding their number two. You yeah. Know yeah. And, yeah. And he can do that for 20 teams. I agree. At least twenty teams. Yeah. 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 Now, now this in in a time where we may really like there could be some of those guys out there that are available. Like he could be now that he he's not nothing. You know what I mean? Like we might not have a first round pick, but Greg Newsom ain't nothing. Correct. That is, he would be a nice piece of trade material if we like if andrew barry finds a a left tackle let's say or you know maybe uh someone to pair with jok you know what i mean like or uh come across the defensive end you know like i mean you i think we i think we can get something for him you know even if we bundle a draft pick with them or something like we could we could get something really good for him i just don't want the i don't want it to be draft picks you know what i'm saying like right. i mm-hmm. i'm a, like that that irritate i want i want players because i want us to win now you know? mm-hmm. i i agree with it and he's he's too good to trade just for draft picks yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree i agree yeah. and i i think you i think you'd feel good about that because of andrew barry's ability to to find good defensive backs too. So whether it's Cam Mitchell, you know, starting in the slot next season, if 
if a Greg Newsom trade would happen this year in this offseason. Look at how serviceable Green has been. Look how serviceable Green has been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, what, what, wasn't he, uh, didn't he was a uh, undrafted like for signed for like nine hundred fifty thousand or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's stayed with the Browns long enough to get a gig with somebody else. Right. So, yeah. You know, and he he contributed while he was here. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like you can find serviceable guys. You know what I'm saying? To to sure. be I, like we 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 invested in Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? Like he's. Mm-hmm. You have Emerson. You have Ward. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that Andrew Barry could find, um, you know, that he would probably draft uh, draft a DB or two if there was a trade and, you know, and bring some other guys in the camp and they would they would probably find some more gold. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. On what role he's looking to fill. Yeah, the interesting right. thing, I mean, with Greg Newsom is, you know, that um, this is his contract year. Um, yeah. So he's still on, on the, you know, the, the team friendly rookie contract for this season. And then he's going to want to get paid. And, yeah, and you know what? And we could and this year could be great. Like we could keep it. Right. But, well, but you wouldn't tag him after that. So like no, it, no, if yeah, you keep so, him, so know that that's it. My point was going to be that he doesn't want to sit there and play nickel or, or slot corner this whole season and then try to go out and get a contract as a number two cornerback. Oh, that's yes, true. I didn't. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Because that's 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 drastically different money. No doubt. See, in this past year is a little different because, you know, like you said, it's not contract year. So this past year, maybe, okay, I'm a team player, you know, I'm right. And yeah, this that might, yeah, this might be a difference. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I got a feeling. Yeah, I, and I really didn't think about that end of it, and that is a very good point because that's that that's a lot. That, that that's real different money. We were just yeah. discussing: is he a you know is can he guard a one or is he you know guarding the number two? If he can't show that he can do a little bit better on the ones, you know, or at least be kind, you know, and consistent on the twos, then yeah, he's gonna have a little bit hard part of time cutting that contract <laughs> yeah um why i'm blanking is that was newsom a first round or second he was a first rounder okay he was was a first round pick. yeah okay yeah, yeah I, 20, I couldn't remember he was a 20 something that year i want to say yeah it was yeah 21 yeah. 21 was his first season yeah um yeah so so yeah so they could they could um his fifth year option would be twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I. Yeah. I, the the Browns have had um, with missing the first round picks. They've had so many times where they've taken a guy in the second or third round, and we thought of the, that guy as their first rounder. That well, it, it gets a little confusing sometimes. You had, <laughs> you know, Grant Delpit was one of those dudes that slipped. You know, he was supposed to be a first round pick. He slipped. They got him in the second. You get some of them too. You know, you 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 know, Nick Chubb. You would think Nick Chubb was a first round pick. Yeah, you yeah, Newsom, think Newsom was the twenty sixth pick. Twenty sixth. Yeah, okay. I think he was twenty. Oh, that's something. right. I, yeah, I I, I couldn't think 
top of my head. And, and if I and if I accidentally like cut you guys off or interrupt, you know, just just let me know. I'm, I've got a little high here, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm a little, we're good. I start to, hey. I get to talking, you know. What I'm, I'm sorry to making it work, Mike. It's okay. All right. All right. It's okay. But, I, we could be on to something with with Greg Newsom. I, I don't think we're the first ones to think of this, but um, right. but yeah, I, I can. I think it's possible um, right. that something could happen there. Um, Denzel Ward's the last corner. Um, I, I mean, I, Denzel is Denzel. I mean, he he made the Pro Bowl. Um, Jeff, how, how do you think he played this season? I think he was a lockdown number one corner again this year. Uh, I think he was in a system that he loved, that showcased his talent. He was very happy, unlike you know the season prior where he was extremely unhappy all year, and he yeah. kind of wore that on his sleeve. Um, so I, yeah, I think he likes his situation a lot. I think he was extremely effective, and all you hope for with Denzel is that you get you know twelve to. 14 healthy games out of him you know and if you do it's the same argument as you know 75 percent of nick chubb 12 12 to 15 games you know of a healthy denzel ward is a huge difference maker yeah mike um anything you want to add about denzel ward i mean um, i i post i i you know i i like to post a good picture i like a good gift i post a picture uh every now and again around uh um <clears throat> when it's when it's time to play the Bengals of <clears throat> when Denzel Ward snatched that interception for 99 yards <laughs> and took it to the house for, for <laughs> against Joseph and he put old Joseph on skates and dropped him like a clown you know as he scooted <laughs> down the yeah. sideline now when that happened I I <clears throat> as I'm getting into this he man I love the guy every um, Jim Schwartz becoming the DC has like, you can see that dog in him again. Like you can see it. He is, he's going after whoever the best receiver is, he's they are his, you know what I'm saying? He is yeah, yeah. He's taking away one side of the field. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He is just taking him away. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not looking at no, uh, I know stats or nothing, but I, I, I but I guarantee you, um, when you look back at the year and you look at the games and like Jamar Chase and stuff, like some of these guys, the what they, the yard they got, you're getting junk yards at the end of games, like these, some of these these games <clears throat> that like they were giving them nothing, like it was it, you're talking like the hundred yards of offense or something, like it it was ridiculous. Right some of these games this defense had this year that that ability to take away one side of the field mike is is really what lets schwartz do what he does with the pass yeah it is the that it is that's what i I mean it changes everything now you take away that that section of fit now and and when you're playing the Bengals, when you're taking away that part of the field jamar chase is on that part of that field Mm -hmm. so like it's you know they're taking away the best player usually on that team. You know, yeah. with him, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's not just he, playing against a wide receiver. It's number yeah. ones all all year long. You know, the whole season long. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he, if if I I tell you what is if you can get thirteen games a year out of him, I think you got to be happy. If you can I get think thirteen, you, yeah, 13, twelve or thirteen's, yep, yep, <clears throat> yeah, twelve, thirteen, right in there. Yeah, if you can get them and they're all healthy, good games, you know, like not not these ones where he's that soft tissue bull crap where, you know, right. they're dragging, you know, the hamstrings for three weeks and, you know, right. it's, you know, you know, they should be sitting, you know, but they're trying sure. to play anyway. Type deal. The concern with him, I think is the concussions. Um, yeah. it does. Keep yeah. that clean, you know, then we're in, we're in good shape. Um, if you ask the average fan who the, the most important player on the Browns defense is, um, I think the majority of them would probably say Miles Garrett. I'm going to submit to you that it's Denzel Ward because you can see the difference in the defense when Denzel Ward doesn't play and when somebody like Greg Newsom tries to step in for him and can't take away that half of the field. Yeah. It, it, it impacts how Miles can play and everybody else on the defense. And mm-hmm. I think 100%. Denzel Ward is the guy that makes our defense go. Man. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Totally. So <clears throat> Okay. Now, I, I tell you what now. Hold on a second. <laughs> now, go ahead. <clears throat> I don't know. It's because <laughs> I'm a little bit on the high side or that <laughs> I, I now I, <laughs> you said Denzel Ward. Now, I, I can I respect the argument and I get I get what you're saying. I because he he's that engine, you know. I he can, but Miles Garrett is a his bend man. There is no I, when he comes around the corner. This guy, there is no there is no person that bends like him in football. The, I I I don't know that man. I think I would have to disagree. I, I get your argument, but I, it had to be Miles Garrett, man. I, That's fine. No, I, I, and, I, and now, don't get me wrong. I, I do. I, I love Denzel Ward, and I, I will. I won't call you crazy. I, I, I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean. But I would, I would still uh, say, I, Miles I love Garrett. Miles Garrett. I love what he does. Um, he, he can, he can end a game with a single play. And he's, he's done it repeatedly. Um, I just think he needs other other players to let him do. Yeah, his thing. I get I get what I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Does yep. he does? Fair enough. Guys, I'm going to submit that this is kind of a chicken and and the egg argument because you, you know what you're you're probably correct. Because right. we've got two of the best. I mean, we got two of the best on the Browns. You know, we right. got a, a number one corner who just made the Pro Bowl, and we got Miles who just won Defensive Player of the Year. And you yeah. know, and they they need each other. Right. Um, yeah. They they help each other succeed. Yep. So um so I mean you guys both have have great merit to your arguments, and for me it's hard to say. Um, not that I was asked to decide who was right, but it's hard for me to say that either one of, that, that I agree with either one of you completely yeah. because yeah, I, you know, I see I see the point on both sides. Yeah, I do. Um, they're they're just great players. I'm glad they're both on the Browns. So, right. Amen. Yeah. So 
let's let's talk about a few of the safeties, guys. Um, we we've been going a while, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk about some of the main guys here. Um, I, I don't know what you can say about Grant Delpit. Um, man, did he arrive this season? Um, mm-hmm. you know, before the injury, um, uh, particularly, but um, you know, he he is another guy, Jeff, who who looked lost in in. 22 yeah. and then looked incredible in 23. So so I don't think my question is how did he do this year? My question is more um and and I think you you answered it for Denzel. I think for Denzel it was, you know, Denzel's more of an established guy. So he's he was playing in the role that he wanted to play in this season and he excelled. Right. Right. For Grant Delpit uh, in 23 how much of his um, how much of his development was related to Jim Schwartz and the scheme and the positions he was put in over you know the over what he was playing in 22 and, yeah. and how much it was just like the experience from him playing a few seasons? Uh, yeah, I think it's some of all of that, um, but I really think it also had to do with who was around him. Um, you know. In 22, he had a very disgruntled JJ3 playing next to him, playing out of position. Um, yeah, guy who really couldn't wait happy. to get back to LA. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm going to give a lot of credit to uh, Rodney McLeod um, for what he did um, to, to really, I think, solidify the safety position on this team. Um, yeah. You know, I had really high expectations for Juan Thornhill. I think he was a bit of a disappointment, but but Rodney McLeod really, for me, exceeded expectations um, as that you know that third guy coming in, um, and I think that let Grant Delpit um, grow into his position finally. Um, yeah. So it was it was just a, a nice combination of guys that you know, much like we were talking about with the with the corners that um, you know fed off each other and, and knew their roles. And how long has it been since we've had a true free safety on this team? You know, and this year we did, and that let Grant Delpit, you know, really do what he's good at. Yeah. So Jeff, you hit on three out of the four guys that I wanted to talk about and kind of gave your thoughts a little bit. I I wanted to yeah. to get your thoughts on on the other guy I wanted to talk about. And that that's Ronnie Hickman because we got to see yeah. a little bit of him. Mm-hmm. And I mean um you loved him as as the as the undrafted free agent. Um, yeah, how how and, he went undrafted is is still mind boggling to me. Yeah, so I, I just want to get your thoughts on you know on on him playing a little bit. Um, I mean, he made some plays. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's that's something that seems to differentiate him and follow him around. And um, you, you know, I I guess uh, just you know what do you. You, I mean, he, he's a great find. I mean, what do you, what do you see the coaching for his staff future? Talk about how he just has a nose for the football. The football yeah. finds him. Yeah. And again, I, I, I thought that alone would, would endear him to a number of teams. Uh, the Browns are just so lucky to, to have been able to snag him as a UDFA. Uh, uh-huh. you know, two years in a row, they, they found UDFA, so ended up starting at the end of the season, you had two UDFAs out there on the field playing, you know, at the end of the season at safety. Um, 
yeah. that goes to reinforce the point we made earlier about how good uh, Andrew Barry is at finding deep defensive backs. You know that that you can go out and get these guys and and get that level of play out of him. And, and I think Ronnie Hickman's going to be a really solid backup safety for this team for a long time. Yeah. The only guy I didn't bring up is the Anthony Bell, and um, no offense. I mean, he's uh, played a lot on special teams and did what he was asked when he started. Um, yeah. You know, I think you have to give him a passing grade, but, um, right. I mean, he, he's a backup player on offense, but, um, man, he, he played solidly too. Yeah. And I believe, I believe, Jeff, I believe you have, uh, you have read my mind. And it's a, it's a little creepy. It's Your mind's a kind of weird. an open book right now. I'm Mike. sitting here. I'm like, my goodness, is it this weed or is he really reading my mind? Because I'm sitting here. I'm like, my goodness, man. I I've been the biggest uh, cloud fan. I I mean, this guy, he he helped Grant Delpit grow up. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. he was yeah. the grown up in that room. Yeah. And I am, and Juan Thornhill. I hope he, I hope he has a great year next year because he needs to. I was not, I'm not the cheerleader for him. That's some are, you know. He's honestly the the only guy on. He's honestly the only guy in the defense. I think that that disappointed me this season. I think he's just nursing injuries all year long, and just yeah, he was. That's and that's what I believe. That's what yeah. I'm trying to chalk it up to. That's what yeah. I want to believe it is. It's just yeah. the injury because yeah. Yeah. he did. He, it was uh, like, uh, it, it, this was all season long for him. I, I think mm-hmm. he's, it was. Yeah. And, and so, and I think that that maybe that's the case, but I do. I think, I think McLeod, I think he was, I would bring him back if he's, if he's healthy. I, I mean, he wouldn't cost yeah. you much. He yeah. wouldn't cost oh, too much. If he wants to play, yeah. And I mean, and 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 Hickman is, is like, I mean, diamond and <laughs> diamond in the rough. I, again, mm-hmm. like you said, I don't know how he went undrafted. You know, he'll be yeah. able to. He'll still be able to put in quality snaps. Right. You know, and he's still young and yeah. growing. You need a. You need a. Uh, you need a veteran in there. So yeah, why not? If he's going to be healthy by the start of camp. That's right. Yeah. So, guys, we're going to make this real easy. We're going to finish up our player position breakdowns by talking about the special teams. And we just got three studs on the special teams. (laughs) Charlie Huglett, um, um, uh, Dustin Hopkins, and and, uh, uh, Corey Bajorquez. These guys, I mean, I don't know how you could do it. Yeah, we're we're spoiled. spoiled. I mean, it used to be if a guy was going to kick a field goal, you know, we held our breath or closed our eyes. If a guy was going <laughs> right. to punt, right? If a guy was going to punt, you you ran and grabbed another drink. Yeah. And now was... you don't leave the room because you want to see these guys. Because right. you know, D Hop can hit a fifty. You know, and yeah, no problem. You know, it could be end. Of, it could be time expiring. It's okay. Yeah, and, and, and Bajorquez might hit an 80-yard punt that you're just going to sit there and shake your head about and he's completely flip the field. Flip the field. Yeah, he <laughs> is just, a weapon. That man yeah. is a weapon. 
Yeah, I, I, the safeties, the the safeties that wasn't, you know, like this man, <laughs> he pins yeah. them down. Just yeah. incredible. All we them. talked about drafting a kicker because we needed a weapon, mm-hmm. right? That's why yep. we went out and drafted Cade York was because we wanted a Justin Tucker type weapon on our special teams, you know, that, that we could we could kick that long field goal at the end of the game, right? And and Hopkins came in with a reputation of, you know, being a 50-yard and inside guy. And what he did this year was nothing short of remarkable. His his accuracy from beyond 50 yards was something that I don't think anybody saw coming. Uh, no, including this was, oh. was record break. This was this right. was uh, he was special. Including the Chargers who, you know, went out and replaced him because they didn't think he could do it. So it was it was that a remarkable ended up season for him. to replace that guy. That they ended up replacing the guy that they replaced him with. Right. right. They replaced him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, hilarious. We've we, we yeah. talked about it throughout the season, Rod, that it was so unfortunate that the injury happened that he didn't get to set the team scoring record. Um, it was just one of those magical seasons for him. Yeah, there were, um, yeah, there, there were a couple things like that. I mean, yeah, Hopkins should have, should have broken Jim Brown's all time scoring record for the Browns. And, yes, um, he should. you know, um, we, we had a watch going for that for like the last eight or 10 games. Um, <laughs> yep. as soon as I caught on to the fact that he was way ahead of pace on that, um, we started watching it, um, thought he, thought he was going to get it. Um, I mean, uh, Amari Cooper should have had, you know, if he would have played against, you know, week 17, he would have had the second highest receiving total in Brown's history. He wound up with a third. Um, you know, nothing wrong there. Yeah, he, he had a great season, but um, you know, I mean, I'm 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 all, I'm all for um, for knocking down. Um, I can't even remember his name now, Jeff. Who's who's the uh, receiver in, in second position? Braylon uh, Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he would have passed Braylon Edwards, and and um, no offense to Michigan fans, but you're Michigan fans, so. Um, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Braylon Edwards knock down to third on that list. So what can I say? <laughs> Don't think there's anything. I would have that. liked him to played week 17. Yeah. 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 I'm, I was okay. one of those. I was one of those people. They should have played mm-hmm. that last week. At least the first half. <clears throat> well, who knows? In um, hindsight, that was, yeah. In hindsight, that was a, a real mojo killer. Yeah. Momentum uh, is a real thing. I yeah. tweeted it out, and I'll yeah. and I'll say it. It is just like the the old saying that you know the games are decided at the line of scrimmage. They're won and lost at the line of scrimmage. That is true. Right. Yeah. Momentum uh-huh. is a real thing. That is yeah. true. That there is. But you know what? In, in the moment, true. You know, in the moment with all the injuries we had and and everything that I I just I. Was totally on board with sitting everybody. I hey, and you know what? Yeah. And I understood the argument. And it's hard to say, you, you know, it's hard to argue it because of the amount of people that we saw on the IR. Yeah. But yeah. until the game was played, and then we said, momentum Damn, is they real. Played. Yeah. <laughs> and right. that, yeah, yeah, I mean, momentum is real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was rough, but 
It was a great yeah. and unforgettable. It was a great season. season. It was yeah, a great absolutely season. Absolutely anyway. loved the I, season. Yep. I, I and people might think that that's a loser mentality because we didn't win at all. Well, uh, we shouldn't have been there. With that mm-hmm. IR list, we shouldn't even have been in the fucking playoffs. <laughs> oh. language. Right. Tell me only. Tell me only one team's allowed to be happy each season. That's ridiculous. You know, <laughs> I, no. my, I mean, we right. had uh, Kevin was a uh, Kevin was a wizard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, all the different quarterbacks. I, we had a great year. Rotisserie at the uh, tackle positions. No problem. You know, yeah, incredible. But, I mean, they, they proved so much this season so, or last season. So take yeah. away the best running back in football. That's OK. Just keep you going. Know, yeah, just, it was. Just keep going. Culture change. All right, guys, we've been going a long time here. Um, Mike, uh, Brownie Elf, that, that's, uh, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking Browns with us. Um, we're we're a lot going of good to. Time, guys. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna give you a chance to to say any closing words or thoughts you have and and um i um i got a a little closing thing um i put out a tweet each week that um i tell people you know to be kind to strangers you know because you never know what other people are going through you know what i'm saying so kind of the same thing be kind to strangers you know, yeah. you never know what someone's going through. You might make all the difference, you know, a nice word. Hey, you never know. That is Take true. On someone's day. Yeah. And yeah. One thing I can add to that is pretty much everybody's going through something. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. There ain't no reason not to be nice. You know, that's right. That's right. Okay, Jeff, um, your turn to try to top that. Jeez, oh, I don't think I can. Um, I, I guess my only thing I can say is I appreciate you getting high for both of us. Yeah, um, you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> and uh, the the for me the you know we're getting into the, the free agent season. The the number one no brainer uh, re-signing for the Browns in terms of uh, our own free agents is uh, Corey Bajorquez. Let's let's yes, let's make that happen. That is my must sign. Hey. Um, it was yeah. underneath the post. My must sign. Very top name, Borges. Yep. Just to wrap up the whole special teams thing, got to get that one done. Yep, he's the first guy who needs to come off the board. AB needs to make that happen. Absolutely. All right. This has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>